our baptisms. And many of you might say that you've already been baptised, but, you know, I think it's really, really important in this hour that we know the significance and the importance of water baptism. Because we are, you know, the Holy Spirit said to me a couple of months ago, he said, Kim, get ready for baptisms. Whatever it takes, get ready for baptisms because the harvest is ripe. Amen? And the labourers are being thrust out. Amen? So there's this, like this sense of urgency, but not only that, this sense of we really need to understand how important it is for every believer to be baptised. And if you already have been baptised, then, then it's great to go over it and, and, and learn what the scriptures say so that we are not only equipped for the harvest, but we also know what happened on that day of baptism. Amen? That we were actually identifying ourselves with Christ. Identifying with the cross and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus. So I believe that each one of us are going to get something really powerful out of this morning's message. Amen. Can you come into agreement with me for that? Hallelujah. So Father, we just invite spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you to flood the eyes of our understanding with light. That we would come into an even deeper knowledge of the calling, our calling in you. That we would come into an even deeper knowledge of Jesus. That we would, we would be drawn closer to you by revelation knowledge of your word, Lord. We bless you, Holy Spirit. We bless you that you are the one who reveals the word to us. And we receive it with joy today. And we thank you that our hearts are great soil for your word this day. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. As I said, we can, we can sometimes not know the importance of being baptised. <sighs> but I just sense such a, a revelation coming of the, the power of baptism. The empowering that takes place as we go under those waters. Amen. The anointing that comes upon as it did on Jesus when he was baptised. An awareness of the pleasure of God in our lives as he says, well, this is my son, this is my daughter in whom I am well pleased. I'd love you to just turn to someone right now and say, God is well pleased with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Well, the Lord gave us two ordinances to partake of. When we come together, one of those is communion and one of those is water baptism. I'm going to turn to Matthew 24, verse 19. If you would turn with me with your Bibles or your devices. <laughs> Hallelujah. Jesus said, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Now, with those words, you could almost say that baptism, or you could say that baptism is a part of the Great Commission. It's a part of the Great Commission, which is sometimes it's left out. And the importance of it is misunderstood. I'm going to read it again. So, go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them. 
Make disciples and baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So, so when it comes to baptism, God's word is very, very clear. When we make a decision to receive Jesus as our Lord and our Savior, we need to be baptized. But there's many people that belong to Jesus even now that have never been baptized. I believe that there's going to be a stirring in this hour. I can see people running into the waters. Amen? So excited to be baptized in the name of Jesus. Now, sometimes people aren't baptized. They don't understand baptism. Uh, they don't understand the importance of baptism. Maybe they haven't been taught the importance of baptism. Maybe they've been in their church all their lives and never truly understood the significance of it. Many uh, traditionally would follow the traditions of church and not understand what the scriptures have to say about it um, because they're more committed to their church tradition. And, and uh, you know, we, meet, we need to be committed to the word of God. Anyone agree? You know, if what our tradition is, is saying to us or what we are following is not in line with the word of God, then it's us that need to make the adjustment. We adapt to the word of God, amen? Not to the traditions of men, but to the word of God. And that's exciting. It's awesome when you hear God speak to you. You know, I remember God speaking to me about baptism um, <laughs> through his word, just through reading the scriptures. And at that time, I was in a church when I was not long born again, um, where their, uh, their tradition was baby, to sprinkle. And uh, I was so convicted when I read the word. I went, go there and be baptized, baptizing them. I knew that baptism, I found that baptism was full immersion. And, and my, my minister at the time was, uh, he didn't believe in it. He believed in sprinkling, but he, 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 he just loved the passion that I had and my sister had at the time we wanted to be baptized because we were born again and when we were born again something moved us when we got into the scriptures we were moved by the word of God and you know when you hear God speak you're not at the you're never at the mercy of someone's theology or someone's tradition amen and this man was so wonderful his name was Campbell King <laughs> and, and 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 because what he did he respected the passion that we had to be baptized and he actually baptised us with our uncle who believed in, in water baptism at that time. I mean, you know, when, when you're born again, something moves on the inside of you when you hear the word of God. It's the Holy Spirit responding to truth. And God wants us to be led by the truth. He wants us to be impacted by the truth. And I believe he wants baptism to actually impact our life. That's why I wanted to look into it more today. Some would say it's just for the people that are being baptised. No, it's for the body. It's for us to get a fresh revelation, hallelujah, of the importance of baptism along with salvation. Ah, oh, that'll do. Glory to God. Glory to God. I'm so grateful for Holy Spirit bringing conviction of his word. You know, we'll never talk anyone into anything. We need to be impacted by the word of God. We need the Holy Spirit to reveal the truth to us because truly when he reveals the truth, when he reveals the word, freedom is released in the midst of us. You know, there's freedom being released right now because the truth of God's word is being spoken. Isn't that wonderful? Hallelujah. Turn to someone and say, it's great news. It's great news. The word of God is great news. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Well, we, do, we, we, don't, we don't see infant sprinkling in, in the New Testament or the Old Testament. Amen? We can't build our lives on the doctrines of men. It has to be built on the Word of God. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes people would not want to be baptized because of pride. They've been in the church for 20 years or 30 years or on and on and on. You know, they may have been born again for a long time and feel that they might have it all together. But, you know, there's nothing like humbling yourself under God's word. It doesn't matter how old we are, how long we've been in him. But we need to be teachable. Because with being teachable, there's a fresh impartation in our lives every day when we come to the Word. Not with an attitude of we know everything and we've done everything. But that we we are so hungry, God. You know, we know your Word, but you know what? You you want to unveil deeper truths to us day by day. and you know, there's, when we go under the waters, there's a, there's a humbling, there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lowering, there's a humbling, and then there's, there's a raising up. Amen? Hallelujah. I just want to put up actually, you know, some people can worry about what they look like when they come up out of the waters. I really don't want to get done. I don't want that to happen because my hair's going to get mucked up. Now, I don't know anybody in my life that was more a woman that liked to present her hair well than my grandmother. Can I have a photo up of my my grandmother here? This is the day she was baptised. There she is. There's Pastor Jim. He was baptising her. I'll get all teary when I see this, but she was in her, her later years when she was... I've lost it. She was 90 when she was baptised. Isn't that awesome? And yeah, it mattered to her. She wasn't worried that day about what her hair looked. She'd heard the word of God and she'd grown up in sprinkling, but now it was time for her immersion. What a special day that is. Amen? Glory to God. Glory to God. You see, it doesn't matter how old you are, how mature we think that we are, we're learning every day. Amen? It's a childlike heart that can receive from God afresh every day for new truth. Amen. Deeper truths. Hallelujah. Whoa, well, got me with that one. It's all right with family. (laughs) Praise God for family. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Another reason that people might not want to be baptized is, is, uh, and this is a bit of a sobering one, is because they actually... They think they're Christians, but they're actually not. I know that could be, you know, I, hear the, I could hear a pin drop right now. But, you know, sometimes we, people can think that they're Christians, but there's, they actually haven't been born again. They're in a life of religious service, but they haven't been born of God. And as I said earlier, when, there's, when, when we've been born of God, there is a compelling on the inside of us to obey God's word. And when we see that, you know, uh, 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 make disciples of that, baptizing them, when we see in the word of God, they, they, you know, right at the beginning, there should be no resistance to that compelling that's on the inside of us to obey God's word. Because when we're compelled to obey God's word, when we hear it, it keeps our hearts soft. We remain soft and pliable. God can change us. He can change our mindsets. He can, he can renew, we can renew our mind because we are so ready and willing and oh, willing to adapt ourselves to what he says. Amen? I couldn't wait to be baptised because I'd read it, I'd heard it, and I said, let's go. Let's go. Oh, hallelujah. A bit like the Ethiopian eunuch. Why not? There's the water. Let's go. 
Amen? Let's just go. That's what we want to do. We want people to have a full experience in salvation where they actually experience with their physical body and their soul what has already happened internally in the new birth. Amen? And let's not wait. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Just thinking, you know, some people said, I, I, don't, I didn't feel anything when I was born again. And some people, you know, we just, we're not meant to feel anything. We're saved by grace through faith. But, you know, it's so kind, it's so merciful of God to provide a, a way in which we can experience the fullness of salvation mentally, physically and spiritually at the same time. Hallelujah. Amen. Does that make sense? Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Father. John 14, 21, if you turn there with me. You know, the word of God said, Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. And here we see in John 14, 21, the person, this is the amplified version, the person who has my commands and keeps them is the one who really loves me. And whoever really loves me will be loved by my father. And I too will love him and will show, reveal, manifest myself to him. I will let myself be clearly seen by him and make myself real to him. You know, if we're saved, we love God. And there's a promise attached to obedience and in this context in baptism. As we hear the word and we obey the word on baptism, what is he saying here? He says that I will reveal myself to him. You know, there's a promise, there's a blessing for us in obedience. He says, he says he'll reveal himself to us. He will manifest himself. He will let himself be clearly seen by us and make himself real to us. Hallelujah. That is the blessing of obeying God in every area of our life. I want to know him. Amen? Anybody else? I want to see him clearly. I want him to make himself manifest to me. Therefore, mate, I want to get into his word and say, Lord, what do you want me to do? Because I want to know you. I want to see you. I want to see you clearer and clearer from glory to glory, from faith to faith. I want to know you more. Amen? Hallelujah. I want to know what's required of me. Because a doer of the word is blessed in the doing. According to James. According to James. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. You see, there's movement in us. When we hear his word, there's movement. It's the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. And we move on his word, lest we sear our consciences by just continually refusing to obey him. 1 Timothy 4.2 speaks about that. It's not something that we do. Someone says, well, I don't feel like being baptised. God never asks you to feel like it. You know, truly, church, we are in a, we are, we've always been in a season, but, but, but there's an urgency in the hour. You know, we need to come to the word and look into it and, and, and read it and see it as a commandment, not a suggestion. A commandment from a loving father who loves us and wants the best for each and every one of us. Amen? 
Every time we come, and this in the context of baptism, I don't feel like being baptized. I don't feel like I need to be baptized. Yeah, hallelujah. You're born again. You're a child of God. Just do what daddy says. Father knows best. Amen. Amen. He wants to make himself real to you. He wants an opportunity to invade your world. He wants an opportunity to make himself clear to you. He wants an opportunity for you to see him. Hallelujah. He wants an opportunity to show you himself through his word so that he can show you who you really are through his word. For when you look into the word of God, you're looking into a mirror. Amen. When you're looking into the life of Jesus, you are looking into a mirror. When you look into the life of Jesus and see that he was baptized, you are looking into a mirror. Hallelujah. A picture for you to do the same as you look into the mirror. For as he is, so are we in this world. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. (laughs) Woo, such a privilege. Such a privilege. Thank you, Father. We need to be equipped to answer others and to share the gospel, the full gospel, with everyone. Everyone. Go into all nations and preach the word to every creature. Amen. Hallelujah. Everyone. Thank you, Father. We need to see the value of being baptised. I believe we need to get ready for mass baptisms. Mass baptisms. Someone say mass baptisms. It's time for mass baptisms. That's why God is accentuating. That's why God is highlighting this word. He's saying get ready for mass baptisms. Bless the Lord. From a physical viewpoint, baptism is a ceremony during which a person in in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and the Father and the Holy Spirit are submerged in water. The primary word used here in the Greek is baptizo. And it's used 77 times in the New Testament. And it always means, always means to dip completely to submerge or immerse. This was the practice of the early church. This word always means immerse completely. Immerse completely. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. So if you've only been sprinkled, I suggest you be baptized. Let's go to Mark chapter 1, verse 4. John came baptizing in the wilderness and preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Then all the land of Judea... And those from Jerusalem went out to him and were all baptized by him in the Jordan River, confessing their sins. In the Jordan. John's ministry was near the Jordan River. People were fully emerged. They were fully submerged. We look in John 3, verse 23. Now John also was baptizing Anan and Salim. This is another part of the Jordan River. Because there was much water there and they came and they were baptised. There was much water there. Why did they need much water? Why did they emphasise much water? Because many were being baptised. I know I'm prophetically speaking right. Many are going to be baptised. Many are going to come and want to be baptised. Hallelujah. Can you get a vision of that? Can you get a picture of that? Can Can you get an image of that? Because that's what God carries in his heart. He carries that all men be saved. 
every man be saved and come into the knowledge of the truth. That's his, that he's carrying that in his heart. Hallelujah. Now let's go to Acts 8. Acts chapter 8, verse 34. So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you of whom he was reading the book, the book reading out aloud from, the, from Isaiah 53. He said, I ask you of whom does the prophet say this, of himself or some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and beginning at this scripture, preached Jesus to him. Now as they went down the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, see, here is water. What hinders me from being baptised? Then Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So he commanded the chariot to stand still. And both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water. And he baptised him. Now when they came up out of the water, so they went down into the water and they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord caught Philip away so that the eunuch saw him no more. And he went on his way rejoicing. Kid, the Holy Spirit wasn't involved with that interaction. Amen. Hallelujah. What is the importance of baptism? It's not only a command, but a public declaration of your faith and your identification with Christ. His death, his burial, and his resurrection. And also an illustration of what Christ has done for you and for me. A physical picture of a spiritual reality. Galatians 2.20. I'm reading it out of the Passion Translation. My old identity has been co-crucified with Christ and no longer lives. And now the essence of this new life is no longer mine. What freedom I don't have to live for myself. Amen? For the anointed one lives his life through me. We live in union as one. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God who loves me so much that he gave himself for me, dispensing his life into mine. So powerful. It's an illustration, it's a demonstration of the fact that we have been co-crucified with Christ. We have been buried with him. And the scripture said, it's no longer I that live, but the Christ that lives within me. My identity is in him. Amen? This is the Christian life, church. This is the Christian life. I no longer live for myself, but I live for him. That's the Christian life. You see, it, Christianity isn't just a badge that I wear that gets me through to heaven, into, to heaven one day. It's a life that I live. The life that I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who gave himself for me. Amen? Now, I give my life to him. Hallelujah. And if you've lived without him long enough, you know that life is not worth living in that place where we're living for ourselves, but we're living for him. Amen? There is so much more. There is so much blessing for living for him. Hallelujah. It's a demonstration of it's no longer I that live, but the Christ that lives within me. Turn to someone and say, Christ lives in me.
Hallelujah. Christ lives in me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Scripture says it came to pass in, in Mark 1, verse 9 to 11, it came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee, of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And immediately coming from the water, he saw the heavens parting and the Spirit descending upon him like a dove. He saw the heavens parting and the Spirit of God coming upon him like a dove. Bless the Lord. Can I suggest that today when people are baptised that something's going to happen? Heaven's going to move. And that there's going to be an empowering of the Holy Spirit, yeah? To live for Jesus. Because we've made a decision, haven't we? To follow Jesus. Here we see Jesus' baptism. I had so much more to talk about, but you know what? Times are getting away. But I hope that you moved. I pray that you you stirred. And the word sanctity comes to me. The word sanctify. To live for him. I hope there's a a fresh knowing in this place today. That you're not here to live for yourself. You're here to live for him. Amen. We're born again to live for him. He is our identity. We identify with him. Hallelujah. I'm so glad we live for him. So grateful we get the opportunity to live for him. I pray for a fresh touch on every person's life here this morning. And going under those waters is sort of like a real act of submission, Lord. I'm submitting. I'm submitting my life to you. I'm not just here to receive a whole heap of benefits. They, they chase me down while I'm busy glorifying you in my life. Blessings have to come upon you and overtake you so that you know they're there. Glory to God. Amen? You doing Okay. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Woo-hoo. Romans 6, 4. Sorry, can't help it. Not sorry. Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. Even so, we should also should walk in newness of life. There's a new life to live, guys. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Hallelujah. Amen.